Jersey Baseball Nation. Today we've got two. Uh, we got the two top dogs in New Jersey when it comes to college baseball. We brought them both on for for what should be a great show, and we are here promoting the Garden State Baseball Coaches Clinic coming up December 9th at Gamers Baseball in Kenilworth. We have Steve Owens, head coach of Rutgers University, and Rob Shepard, the head coach of Seton Hall. Um, we thank you both for, for stopping by and uh, should be quite an exciting day. Um, you know, great coaches clinic with you guys, Coach Trimper uh, from Stetson, Coach Stowski from, from Mary Harden Baylor, and uh, one of our favorite assistant coaches, you know, with uh, strong New Jersey ties himself, Kevin Schnall from uh, from Coastal Carolina. So wanted to start out, um, you know, you guys have the uh, the unique vantage point of being the, uh, you know, the the kind of top two in the in the pecking order in, in New Jersey when it comes to college baseball. Um, certainly that's been a, a thing for us and wanted to get you both to talk a little bit about First of all, what we see as kind of the state of New Jersey baseball as we head into winter of uh, 2022. We'll start with, uh, with Coach Shepard. Sure. I, um, I, I appreciate, Mike, uh, having us both on and obviously Steve. And, um, you know, it's been a pleasure for, for me to have the opportunity to speak here. But I, I think when I talk, when we were discussing the state of New Jersey baseball, um, as a whole, I think it's 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 been great um, in, in a number of ways. I know um, from our program standpoint, we're really excited for our upcoming season. We had a really good fall, a strong fall, and we're looking forward to getting into our spring schedule. Um, but leading up to this point, I know um, we've had some tremendous success as uh, collegiately um, within the state. I know. Um, Ryder had an opportunity to move on and play into the regionals. I know Steve and Rutgers had a tremendous year last year. Um, high school baseball has always been strong and, and is, is thriving right now throughout the, the summer and into the fall with club baseball. Um, I think New Jersey baseball, the prospects of the current teams and the prospects of the current players are on the rise. I really feel that New Jersey baseball is getting stronger, um, not only within the own, our own state, um, which is obviously what we're all here for, um, but also the contributions that the players make at other places. Um, but obviously for us, we wanna keep as many guys close to home so that we can thrive and have the ability to compete on a national level. Coach Owens, you might not have quite as many years in, in, in the state as, as Coach Shepard does, but but certainly uh, you've been in the region for, for you know, as a head coach for over 30 years now. Um, certainly New Jersey has always been an important state for, for what you've done and now at Rutgers, obviously. What's your thoughts on, on kind of the state of New Jersey as far as baseball? Yeah, I'm, there's a lot of good baseball players. There always has been. There continues to be. Um, you know, a lot of people, like a lot of people means a lot of good players. Um, and, and I think, you know, there's some players that are really talented and exposed at an early age. And then there's other players that kind of show up late. Um, and there's enough people where, you know, you still, from a recruiting standpoint, have an opportunity to find a kid, you know, in the, in October of their junior year or senior year, even um, that, that kind of fell under the radar or developed late or was injured 
you know, we had the COVID stuff too. So some kids were hidden or we couldn't get out and watch guys for a couple of years. Um, but there's a lot of good players. Um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting to watch those players. Um, you know, it's very competitive to get the best players because there's a lot of other people, you know, recruiting the state, not only in baseball, but in every sport. Um, so it's, it's, it's super competitive, but there's also, you know, choice A might go somewhere else, but choice B is pretty darn good. And, and if you can develop them and he wants to be at your place, um, it's a good fit, you know? So um, I think, you know, that that's exciting. And, um, you know, we're trying to stay in state as much as we can because of cost, because, um, you know, we're, we're an in-state, a state school and, you know, the, the cost for us to recruit a player in state is much less than it is um, than it is if we go out outside of the state. Um, so it makes more sense financially for us to try to stay in as much as we can. Although, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta go wherever you gotta go to find, find the right players, but um, it's exciting. A lot of good college baseball players and programs uh, in the state as well that have had success for many, many years. And, and uh, so I think it's, um, it's a cool time and, you know, hopefully, um, you know, Rob and I keep getting a lot of good players to come play for us. We, and, and there's less and less guys going somewhere else. Absolutely. And I think that, uh, you know, the success that both programs have had through the years, certainly it's, uh, you know, the, the path to doing great things can, can absolutely run through New Jersey if that's, you know, where you want it to, to run. Um, great lineup for, for this clinic. Uh, December 9th, as we said, at, uh, at Gamers Baseball in uh, in Kenilworth. Um, Coach Shepard, what has you, you know, tell us about your level of excitement for for events like this, where you get the chance to to meet and and talk to and share some, you know, with with other great coaches in uh, in the state. Yeah, I, I like I said earlier, it's it's a you know an honor to have the opportunity to present. Um, I know for me, I learned a lot from just being there as well, hearing the other coaches speak on their behalf and the different topics that, that are covered, um, but also get a chance to, to meet and talk to some of the, the coaches from the area. I think having that network that you can kind of get into, um, meet some old friends and, and meet some of the new coaches from the area is, is a really good experience uh, for me. But at the same time, you, you know, you get a chance to as they say, iron sharpens iron, you know, get an opportunity to, to rub elbows and, and meet some other coaches that have really great ideas. Um, you know, I'm, my, my subject is going to be practice planning and, and in the Northeast, um, you have to get creative. And I know I'm not going to come out and, you know, come out with a lot of different new ideas, maybe, you know, enhance some things, but I know the coaches in this area, just like we talked about the, the, the state of New Jersey baseball, coaches get creative and do a great job of coaching. And to have the ability to share my thoughts and also hear some others uh, really allows me to get become a better coach as well and get get a better feel of what we need to do to, to continue to, to improve and move forward also. And you mentioned practice planning, obviously. Uh something that is a necessity anywhere, but, but like I said, certainly here where uh, so much of it is not just on the field, but also in the gym, in the, uh, you know, in, in the uh, auxiliary rooms and the cafeterias of the uh, 
high schools and middle schools somewhere across the state. Um, what, when did he, you know, as, as a, someone who's, who had his first head coaching job at a young age, um, how did that become, was it, was it just kind of learned from, from your father, just kind of like the importance of that and, you know, to make it become a strength? Yeah, no, I, I was fortunate to, to kind of grow up uh, in that environment. You know, I, I played for my brother, Mike, at Seton Hall Prep, who, who's had a tremendous career. Um, also, you know, my brother, John's at Morristown Beard. It's another, you know, good school in, in New Jersey. Uh, but I had the opportunity to play for my dad and Coach Blankmeyer, who was at St. John's. So having the ability to, to figure out how to use space, uh, I know Steve has done uh, some clinics on that topic himself and you know being from the northeast you got to get creative finding space whether it's a hallway like you said uh, you know gym a classroom um, I think that's what makes the New Jersey players well sought out because they're they have the ability to adjust and they, they're really good and in the environment that they're playing in they, they have the ability to be resilient um, and have the ability to kind of adjust to how things are going. And um, from my perspective, I was fortunate to be in that atmosphere early on as a player and as, as a coach, uh, figuring out how to utilize different spaces, um, utilizing your time, how to use your entire team in a short period of time. So uh, I've been really lucky to have uh, the, the mentors that I've had, um, but being in the Northeast, there is something about you know, getting dirty and, and figuring it out um, and trying to understand, you know, ways that you can get better that maybe not be as clear cut uh, as getting on the bait on the diamond. Um, sometimes you have to use a, a racquetball court or, a, you know, a squash court or, or different things that allow you to get to work in a, a rubber ball in a, in a cement wall gets you a lot of infield play. So there's a lot of different things that we can, you know, figure out, but I was fortunate enough to have the role models and the experience that I had to, to kind of create some of that. Sure. Now, Coach Owens, you've uh, obviously got to, to travel the clinic circuit through the years as well. What does it mean to you to, uh, to be able to, you know, have such an important role in it and be actively involved in, in this sort of event, you know, for the other, for, you know, for the coaches in New Jersey to, to be a part of? Yeah, I think it's going to be primarily a high school event, um, maybe junior high school, JV coaches and high school coaches and maybe 100 guys. So it should be pretty intimate where um, I'm not going to go and, you know, make a huge PowerPoint and give a big flashy presentation and keep it kind of nuts and bolts. Some of the basic things that I feel are important um, that you can implement into a high school type practice setting um, and, and try to get your players to believe in some of these things and to have consistency uh, with, with messaging and what's important and what's not. Um, so I'm gonna talk about kind of a variety of things. Um, obviously there's a lot of things that are important in the game of baseball. Um, we'll talk about more offensive stuff. Um, and again, you know, I, Probably the biggest difference in our team from last year to, to the previous year was, was our defense. Even though we, we led the country in scoring runs, I think that we, we, we won a lot more games because we could defend, you know. So, um, but no, we'll talk about some of those things and then, you know, have an opportunity to maybe answer some questions. 
Um, I've, you know, I'm not directly responsible for any of the successes of our hitters or our pitchers or our fielders. Um, I've kind of um, tried to be involved more in everything at this point in my career um, where I have excellent assistant coaches that kind of take ownership of a certain um, part of the program. And then I'm able to interject my opinions and watch a lot and help out and kind of guide. Um, I've kind of spent more time watching pitchers in the past couple of years than I have doing anything else in practice settings because, you know, it's one one coach with 15 or 16 players. And, and uh, you know, I'm not a pitching coach, but I, I like to watch pitching and I know how important that is. So, again, it should be it should be a fun day to just throw some stuff back and forth. Um, hopefully it's it's kind of informal and 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 you can, you know, have a lot of interaction and then get a chance to meet some high school coaches and and uh, hopefully, you know, they enjoy the presentation and maybe want to come watch some of our games or send a couple players, you know, our way. Now, you, uh, you, you mentioned Rutgers finishing last year with the, statistically the number one offense in, in the nation in D1 when it can, comes to, uh, to run scored and setting all sorts of, you know, school records. Um, obviously helps to have great players, um, but, but also, I guess, the importance of a great staff led by, you know, on the offensive side with, uh, with Coach Pederudo. Um, is it something that just takes kind of every day a consistent philosophy to get through to the the hitters to just sort of got kind of keep everyone on the same page? Yeah, I mean, the players are all coached differently, but there's there's basic things that we try to instill and in, in practice, and then then you you kind of build your philosophy off of those type of basics, and then and then obviously you 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 have to practice all the different things that can happen and the different ways to score runs and. Um, so it's not just about building someone's mechanics or swings. I would say the approach, the amount of practice, the way you practice, um, you know, the, the different things that you value, and then kind of individualizing everything so that, you know, your leadoff hitter is, you know, maybe a guy that values his on base percentage more than the number of hits he gets and, and how many runs he scores each each weekend is the most important thing and just letting everyone in the lineup know what their job is um, and then not necessarily having one type of player you know having a nice mix of players that can do a lot of things because there's a lot of different ways to score um, you want to be good at all of them uh, it's almost impossible each year in the college game to be good at everything because you you can't, you know, just like in high school, you you kind of have the players that come through. We get to pick our players, but we don't get to pick the absolute best player at everything in the whole country every year. So you have to teach and coach and adapt. Yeah, now both of you obviously have been very successful doing that over the years, over 1,500 victories as head coach here on the call, and I don't contribute any to that number. So um, Coach Shepard, um, wanted to ask you, obviously, you know, over the 500 mark yourself, um, father uh, close to a thousand, I mean, as almost as close as you can get to a thousand at 998. Um, probably, I mean, there may not be another program in the country that's more associated with a, a family 
than than Seton Hall and, and the Shepherd family, not just the university, but also Seton Hall Prep, as we uh, as we said with your brother Mike. What does that mean to you? Kind of a, a a bigger perspective. What does that mean to you to have that, you know, the Shepherd name attached to Seton Hall as closely as it is? Well, I've I've been blessed to to kind of be the caretaker of the program. You know, I've this has been. Uh, more of a, a family affair than anything. You know, my, my dad, when, when I was a kid, he would never say he was going to work. He would always say he's going to school. And he really enjoyed uh, what he did. And, and, and that was something that I know my brothers and I were fortunate enough to, to kind of rub off on. Um, but it means the world. I, I really work uh, tirelessly to keep our tradition going and add to that tradition. Uh, we've been really fortunate here at Seton Hall to have the, the the players that have come through the doors and are continuing to do so. But not only that, the, the, the support that we get from the university and, you know, former coaches. Um, I, I mentioned, you know, Coach Blankmeyer being a coach here. And, um, you know, we, we've had a lot of success that al allows us to continue that, you know, that, that tradition because of what we've done in the past and what we continue to do now. Um, for me, I just want to continue to have the, the pride and the passion that kind of the program deserves. And, and that's something that I know with my staff, you know, Coach Giuseppe Papaccio is, is back on our staff. He was a former All-American shortstop, former player here. He wanted to, you know, had the opportunity to come back and be a big part of it. And he's our associate head coach. Um, and then Ryan Ramiz, who's also a former Seton Hall player, um, was drafted with the Seattle Mariners, is back with our program. So having that level of commitment from former players that want to come back. And, and like Steve said, you know, you, you want to have really good assistant coaches that allow you to kind of continue to do your work, but also keep the program at a high level. And we've been really fortunate over the years to do that with um you know, the current staff and, and the former players that have come back and, and helped on the staff as well. Sure. No, absolutely. It's It's got to be great to have, you know, two two top assistant coaches being guys who came up and played through the program. I, I'm sure that's incredibly meaningful. Yeah, it does. It, it means a lot, you know, to me, but, but also to the alumni. You know, I think that that keeps our alumni really tight is – everybody seems to be invested in what and how we do, you know, and, and that's something that I think is indicative of uh, the success we have on the field, but also off the field. We have a very tight knit group of alums that really uh, care about the program and, and uh, Giuseppe and Ryan are uh, just, just an example of that. Coach Owens uh, started your head coaching career, first job as a head coach at age 26 at, uh, at Cortland State up in New York, um, approaching the, the milestone thousand wins this year, you know, certainly one of the top uh, totals of any active coach currently. When you think back to 1992 and, and win number one, um, now that you've gone, you, you've kind of been in the role for 30 years, obviously had fantastic success. Anything that you might tell young Coach Owens now that would, would make your life easier over the next 30 years? I mean, there's probably a lot of things that I would have told myself back then. Um, you know, I was I was pretty young. I think I had players older than I was um, <laughs> when I first started. And, you know, 
got it going, got the right kids in there. And then, you know, just uh, I've enjoyed everywhere that I've been. Um, I think I've left everywhere that I've been at the exact right time, which is probably good luck and good fortune. Um, but, you know, I've never gone somewhere to go somewhere else. I've gone somewhere to do a job. Um, when the job had been completed at the prior place and maybe there wasn't a lot more room for growth um, or it was just time. It was just time to for a different challenge and a different time and uh, kind of, you know. So, you know, I've kind of been um, long stints at three different places, hoping that I can make this stop, you know, the the final stop and, and, and uh, you know, a good, a good, 10 year run or so. And, and, uh, you know, things have gone pretty well so far. It's not easy, but, um, you know, we're, we're kind of getting things going in the right direction right now, which is exciting. And hopefully we can continue, you know, to, to build on that going forward. But you, you asked, I think one of the questions, um, Chris had sent was who the first win was against. And I don't even know. <laughs> I think it was an NAIA school down in Sanford, Florida. Um, and I tried looking it up. I, I couldn't find it. I couldn't it. find it either because I was like, I should know that. Um, but, uh, you know, the the wins are the wins. Um, you know, I think I, I've learned a lot. Uh, I, I had, I learned a lot from the people that I played and coached under and my father. And then I think I've been able to kind of be myself. Um, do things my way you know if you're when you're a head coach you're pretty much you work for an institution but you're pretty much self-employed you get out of it what you put into it so if you don't want to work hard then that's okay you're probably not going to be very successful if you want to work hard um you're gonna your players will benefit your program will benefit your assistants will benefit you will benefit so it's kind of like being a self-employed contractor you know like do you want to go to work and stay late and and work all the weekends and and stay to the last pitch to see if somebody good shows up that you might want to recruit or do you just go through the motions and so i've always tried to work hard um not because just because i've enjoyed it i, I like it um i've had great kids had excellent coaches um that have coached under me and and I, i'm kind of proud of that because those that stayed in baseball have all been extremely successful uh coaches and I think, you know, that's a good indication that you're teaching the right stuff and you got the right guys. Um, and, the you know, the coaches that I have now, along with the other coaches that I've had, have been super uh, committed, um, you know, do the extra work with the players um, and, and have just really loyal and talented and competitive, um, high care levels, you know. And I think hopefully I've been able to instill that. Um, you know, you have to change and adapt and adjust. Um, I mean, since I've been in New Jersey, like life's been a little bit weird, right? Like we played about 10 games and then and and then the season got canceled. And then I was sitting on my couch, you know, watching, uh, you know, press conferences. And then we couldn't go out and recruit for a year and a half. And then we couldn't run camps. And, and then then you play a conference only schedule um where you test four times a week and it's just weird um but 
you know, the rules have changed so much. Recruiting has changed so much. You got NIL, you got this, you got that, you got all kinds of changes. It's hard to stay, stay, you know, on top of all those changes and stuff. Um, the game hasn't changed that much really, but a lot of stuff has changed in the past few years. So it's been quite challenging to, uh, you know, to try to get a program switched over into a successful program during a pandemic. Um, but it kind of feels like we're on the back end of that now. So hopefully we, we all get to enjoy some regular seasons and, and um, have some fun, try to win some games. Absolutely. We'll finish, we'll finish with this. Um, now that we've kind of set the stage, get it, you know, I'll give you each about 60 seconds. Now that fall's been completed as far as on the field and team activities to, uh, to get me excited for 2023, because hopefully in the end, we end up with the big East champ and the big 10 champ coming out of New Jersey. That would be obviously what, uh, what we would love to see. So coach Shep, uh, tell us, get us excited from what you saw this fall. Yeah, I, I think we, you know, from uh, our program standpoint, we have a lot more depth than we've had. And, you know, a lot of that is through experience. Uh, I know Coach Owen spoke about it with the pandemic. You know, we've gotten a little older because we were able to retain some of our grad students. But from that standpoint, uh, we're definitely a lot more competitive in, in every position on the field, uh, definitely more um, versatile as well. So we have a number of guys that can play a couple different positions. Um, and we're excited, you know, we're excited on how we competed this fall uh, within our own inner squads. And we had a couple outside competition games. So we're looking forward to a lot of improvement um, offensively, defensively, and then obviously on the mound. Yeah, and Coach Owens, when we had uh, Ryan on a couple of weeks ago, we talked about an awful lot of uh, new guys this year, but but certainly an awful lot of talent too. Um, get us excited for for the Big Ten season. Yeah, we have 18 new players and 17 returning players. So it's the first team I think I've coached where we have more new players than returning players. But the good thing about the returning players is, you know, we have, I believe, six of our nine, you know, position players are back, um, you know, um, at key positions. So, you know, we return five or six guys, I think, that hit over 10 home runs and were very good players. We lost some excellent players, um, just like every team does every year. Um, but, you know, the, there's a good base there of experience. And the, and the thing that's cool for me is those players have gotten better. Um, when we go back a year ago in the fall, we're better now than we were a year ago in the fall. Um, with the, cause these players have gotten better and we know more about them. And then, you know, we've been able to spend more time with our, with, we have 11 freshmen and I think seven transfers. So we've been able to spend more time with them, kind of get them up to speed. Um, a lot of teaching, a lot of playing. We, you know, we played a lot of innings, um, some exciting, uh, freshman players, um, you know, in multiple spots, um, that I think will contribute right away. Um, some really solid transfers that, you know, are here for one reason or another, and, and hopefully, you know, we can help them achieve their goals and have them be successful and integrate into our team well. Um, but I think um, I'm pretty pleased with the fall. Um, you know, again, we spent, you know, we start our practices every, every day with defense because we know how important that is unless you have elite, elite pitching. Um, Defense is really important, and 
they they love offense, right? So if you start with your defense every day, um, you can get a lot of good work done before they lose their focus, and then they'll lock back in for the hitting part of it. Uh, so we we've done some good stuff. You know, Coach Garza and Coach Monahan are working with the infielders and the pitchers, and Kyle's working with the hitters, and uh, and I'm kind of overseeing everything and trying to you know talk to guys and teach them little things. Um, and our I feel like um, we had a successful fall on the you know, with the, with the team segment uh, on the field. And then I think the last couple of weeks, I felt pretty good about how the team was communicating with each other. And it seemed like they were finally getting to know each other um, pretty well. So, you know, not quite sure where we're at compared to last year, because I don't think anybody does. Um, you don't know until, you know, the lights are on and you're playing in the spring. And then you find out, you know, whether you're good last year, um, our, our hitters were whacking our pitchers all fall and all winter. And we didn't think that our pitching was very good. And what we found out was that our hitters were really good and our pitches were pretty good too. So, you know, you don't know until you start playing other teams, but um, we're, uh, we're quite disappointed with the, um, the end result of the outcome last year. Um, and we're, we're using that. We're, you know, we're, we're not happy with that. And we're, we're going to use that as motivation to hopefully put ourselves uh, in a similar situation this year. Absolutely. December 9th, Friday, December 9th, gamers, uh, baseball, gamersba.com. Get yourself signed up for this, uh, the, the, the Garden State Baseball Coaches Clinic. Coach Steve Owens, Rutgers, Coach Rob Shepard, Seton Hall. Thank you guys for, for taking the time to, uh, to chat with us here and and we look forward to seeing you at the event. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate talking.